Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick eberly mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's Kids Who Explore podcast episode is sponsored by Mount Store, a new brand aiming to get you back on the trail safer, sooner, and with more ease. From diaper duffels to winter and summer sleep sacks and even merino wool layers, Mount specializes in outdoor camping and adventure needs for babies, toddlers, and children. Created by Tim, a dad who became a stay-at-home parent during the pandemic, Mounts is trying to solve all the little issues for parents to get back to their outdoor selves. Visit their website now at www.mountsstore.com. That's M-O-U-N-T-S store.com. Picture this, you're camping. It's the middle of the night. The kids are sleeping. You're tucked snugly in your sleeping bag and it's raining outside. The raindrops create a soothing pitter-patter on the canvas of the tent. It's a picturesque moment and you're cherishing it until you notice the reason why you're awake. You have to go to the bathroom, badly. You come to the realization that you have to get out of the tent. You know you're not going to make it until morning. Sleepily, you stagger outside, dressed just enough that you're not technically running around the campground in your birthday suit. On the way to the bathroom, you see something in the bushes. Maybe it's another sleepy midnight bathroom walker. Not quite. Uh Uh-oh, it's a bear. Well, you're not sleepy anymore. Your heart slams the gas pedal to the floor and you're kicked into high gear. Do you run? Do you climb a tree? Do you scream? Good thing you have your bear spray with you. Or do you? This little anecdote was inspired by a true story. Do you think he had bear spray? Did he know how to react in this situation? Luckily for all involved, this situation ended well. He was prepared and the bear was uninterested in the fight. That's not always the case, however. Would you have had bear spray? Do you know how to react? If not, we're here to help. This story was shared on our Kids Who Explore blog, which is always a great place to go for information. So I really recommend that you check that out. We collaborated with Canadian wild animal expert, Kim Titchener, who's the founder of Bear Safety and More Inc. and Rec Safety with Wildlife. So let's talk about what you can do. And I just want to give the disclaimer that the information we're providing today, as well as the information from Bear Safety and More Inc. and Rec Safety with Wildlife, cannot guarantee that animal encounters can be prevented. This information is intended as a guide to help reduce the likelihood of an encounter and provide education in the occurrence of an encounter. We want all of you to explore safely and have a wonderful time in the wilderness. All right, explorers, let's talk. So how do we prevent an encounter? First off, we have to be aware and know that animals are around us. When we're adventuring, when we're camping, when we're hiking, especially if you're in bear country, but if you're anywhere where bears would roam or wildlife would roam, that is their home. So they are around us. The best way to reduce encounters is to be prepared. So please know that these attacks are extremely rare. So you're not every time you're going into adventure having to worry that something really extreme is going to happen to you, but we just want you to be prepared. So a huge thing is to not let your kids explore farther than arm's length from you. I know we want to teach our kids to be independent and give them some freedom, but when you're on these kind of kind of adventures, that's not the place to allow that. 
The reason being not only so you can protect them and grab them quickly, but it's also that kids look like small prey. And it's not just because of their size, it's the way they move erratically. So keep them close. And you can tell kids in a way that makes sense to them before the adventure and then on the adventure that you need to keep them close to keep them safe from wildlife. And you can practice these things with them. You should practice these things with them ahead of time as well. So they know what to do in a situation and you don't have to scare them, but you can talk to them in a way that they understand. Kids love doing role plays. So if you can role play that with them beforehand, that will pay off. Also, if you're bringing a dog, please, please, please keep your dog on a leash at all times. We want to be loud. So kids are great for this. You can sing songs, you can hoot and holler. Just to mention though, that playing music is not the same kind of noise that we want to make. So some people think if, especially if they're out solo adventuring, that if they just play their music loud, that will do the trick. It might help a little bit, but it's not really the sound that bears will recognize as something that they want to get away from, like the cracking of branches or walking on leaves or us talking. So those things are going to pay off more to let a bear know that you're coming. Surprising an animal is the most common cause for an encounter. So by making these loud sounds and letting them know that we're coming, they'll likely just move along on their way and go somewhere else because they won't want to come across you. Travel in groups of four or more. I know on this podcast, we have talked about how to solo adventure as well, but I know for myself, if I'm solo adventuring, especially with my kids, I am doing so in an area that's super high traffic. So in a sense, I'm not solo. There's still going to be lots of sounds around me and lots more people to hopefully deter bears. And if I was in a situation where I need help, there's people there. So traveling in groups is definitely beneficial. And if you're traveling groups, then you're more likely to be loud as well. So then you won't have to think so hard about that tip. Pay attention to your surroundings. So ask yourself, do you see bear droppings? Are there tracks? Are there dens? Are there torn up trees and logs? Has there been digging? Bears are usually found where there's berry bushes. So any of those things in your surroundings, you want to pay attention to. I know I can get caught up in my conversations, especially with Adri, and we're not necessarily checking out all the surroundings around us. So that is a good reminder for me as well to pay attention. If you do spot an animal, leave the area. The adventure is not worth it. So go back where you came from. We're going to talk about what to do if you encounter a bear. But the easiest thing to do if you hear about one in the area or you're up or you're spotted one and you can see far away, just say goodbye (laughs) and create a new summit for yourself. As we always say, choose your summit. So that day, it might just not be the summit that you were looking for. And of course, please, please, please carry bear spray, carry bear spray on your body. So in a holster and be ready to use it. I use scat belt. That's what Adri uses as well. And it just wraps around the waist 
and it's kind of like a fanny pack for your bear spray and it's super accessible. That is so important. I know that was a learning curve for me at the beginning because I was like, where do I put my bear spray? So before I had this gap belt, you know, I was thinking, okay, do I put it in my backpack where the water bottle goes? But if you do that, then and you encountered a bear, then you're trying to take your backpack off and get to your bear spray. And that's not what you want. You want it accessible right away. Each adult in the group should have a canister of it and they should have practiced it ahead of time. So practice pulling it out and how you would engage because then you want it to just be muscle memory in the moment that you do see a bear, your heart is going to be pounding. You're going to be stressed and you just need to know what to do on autopilot. Also read your can before using it because every can has different rules about how far it can go, which direction you want to spray, all those kind of things. So look that up ahead of time. And of course, if you can, please take a bear safety course. Kim Titchener is wonderful for that. So I'll link up in the notes where you could take a bear safety course with her. Okay, so that's what we want to do to avoid encounters and be prepared so that you can still adventure safely. If you're camping, there's a few additional things I want you to think about. Know where to store your food. Food is going to bring a bear around. They're going to smell it. They're going to want to eat it. So know if you're front country camping, know which method you want to store your food. Bear safe garbage bins, bear locker, or in your vehicle. Just know that some areas, even storing in your vehicle is not recommended. If you're backcountry camping, you're for sure going to want to use a bear locker or, um, oh my goodness, the word hanging, <laughs> hanging it over a tree up high away from your space. So find out if your campground has these things available. Bear hang, that's the word. I forget it every time. <laughs> find out if the campground has these things available or if you need to bring your own supplies. And as I said before, please pay attention to your surroundings because if there's leftover garbage, if there's trees that have food, if there's berry bushes, if there's salmon in the water nearby, those will all attract a bear. So ask yourself, does it look like animals have been feeding or hanging out near here? Are there birds of prey flying overhead? Again, if there are signs of these things, you might want to change your adventure. It might not be a safe place to camp. If you do come across a bear, let's talk about what to do. Okay. When I first started going on bigger hikes in bear country, I was looking up what to do if you encounter a bear. And I used to think it was all about the type of bear. So I was getting in some maybe possibly misinformation, let's call it, about if it was a black bear or a grizzly bear, that kind of thing. But as we've learned from Kim Titchener, it is not about the type of bear. It is about how the bear is reacting for the most part. So there are two type encounters, defensive and non-defensive encounters. Let's start with defensive. Defensive bear encounters are caused by surprising a bear at close range, or if their cubs are present, or if the bear is feeding. So those are all situations in which they need to protect themselves. They're stressed. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to be huffing and their jaws are going to be popping. They're going to be foaming at the mouth. They're going to be hunched up. They're going to show clear signs of discomfort. So if you see the bear acting like that, you know that the bear is defensive. In that case, sometimes they're going to do a bluff charge where they're going to run at you in a zigzag pattern to let you know that they want you out of the area. So 
I luckily I've not had the situation of a bluff charge, but I've heard from people stand there, stand your ground. It's going to be a bluff charge and they are going to then let you go and let you get out of their way. It might be your instinct to yell, to act big, to become aggressive too, because those are all things that we've learned and we've heard on various, you know, (laughs) groups or if you YouTube it, but in this situation with the defensive bear, do not do those things. Do not yell. Do not act big. Do not become aggressive. React by telling the bear you are not a threat. So de-escalate the situation. Back away slowly, talk softly, and prepare your bear spray. So just keep talking and saying, bear, I don't want any trouble. I'm getting out of here. I'm backing away. Bear, I don't want any trouble. I'm backing away. Just keep talking in a calm manner. Easier said than done. But again, that's why we practice. If you're in a group, group up and stay together and stay calm and make sure that you are showing your intention is to leave the area and not to fight. If the bear does attack, the number one reaction from you is to deploy the bear spray. So you want your bear spray accessible. You want it in hand. You want it ready to go. If that's not possible, which I hope is never the case for anyone listening, lie face down and protect your neck spread your legs to brace yourself into the ground and play dead. Wait until the bear is gone before getting up. Make sure that once you begin to move again, you know which direction the bear has traveled to avoid another encounter. Okay, so practice all of that with your kids. The most defensive attacks are short. If it continues to attack and the bear has become predatory, you need to change tactics and begin to fight for your life. So defensive bear encounters are more common and are more often due to not making noise and it being an accidental encounter. So as we were saying before, please do all the things to try and avoid the bear encounter. But now you know what to do if you do encounter a bear in a defensive situation. Let's talk about non-defensive, so predatory bear encounters. These encounters are super, super rare, and they're more common with black bears and solo hikers. So I know before I said it depends on the bear, this is a situation where it does depend on the bear a little bit. Again, solo adventuring, not ideal. If you are going to solo adventure, being in a more trafficked area is safest. 95% of grizzly bear encounters are actually defensive and not predatory. So that is why that... um, Fun fact about it being black bears is the case. A fun, not so fun fact, I suppose. But in these situations where they're being predatory, a bear is going to follow a person and have a slow, hesitant approach. So they can approach confidently or try to sneak up on you before running towards you and attacking. They appear curious, but this is a situation where they are super dangerous. So when they're in this slow, hesitant, calm approach, you want to be on guard. If you're in a predatory encounter, show aggression. This is where you want to show aggression and you want to show it right away. So the bear knows that you are not playing games and you will come back at them. So stand your ground. Make sure you let the bear know that you are not vulnerable. Prepare your bear spray as always and deploy it if the bear gets close. So this is where you really need to get out. Okay, that was a lot. I know it sounds overwhelming. I know it sounds scary. But again, this is not common. 
We just want you to be prepared. So please listen to this again. If you need to please read our blog post, go back and listen to our other podcast with Kim Titchener. I will link all of those up so that you can just listen to them and have this ingrained in your body. All of us at kids to explore have actually had bear encounters and thankfully they have all ended well. So talking about it definitely adds to these nerves. I know every time I talk about it, I'm like, Ooh, that's a lot. But we know that being informed is the best way to be. So we want to be informed like you. We want to help you be informed. So just remember, again, that these encounters are rare. Equip yourself with the knowledge and gear you need to stay safe. And please keep exploring. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars. And follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.